0: Hey, this is Pastor Holly of Open Door Sanctuary, and welcome to our podcast. We are so glad that you are here, and wherever you're listening from, we believe that God will transform your life through today's message. Be sure to subscribe so that you can get these messages every week, and I pray that you are blessed today. My brothers and my sisters, I will not be before you long this morning, but if you will, if you will, please scroll with me, turn with me in your life's owner's manual, your basic instruction before leaving earth, the holy word of God, the holy Bible. If you will, turn with me to the second chapter of Jonah. We were in Jonah this morning for our Old Testament lesson, and we are going to revisit this passage again. That's Jonah, the second chapter. This morning I am in the New King James Version. Yours may read slightly different if you're in another version. Amen. Let us rise as our custom in reference to the Holy Word of God. That's the second chapter of the book of Jonah found in the Old Testament. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. And he said, I cried out to the Lord because of my affliction. And he answered me. Out of the belly of Shoal I cried, and you heard my voice. For you cast me into the deep, into the heart of the seas, and the floods surrounded me. All your billows and your waves passed over me. Then I said, I have been cast out of your sight. Yet I will look again toward your holy temple. The waters surround me, even to my soul. The deep closed around me. Weeds were wrapped around my head. I went down to the moorings of the mountains. The earth with its bars closed behind me forever. Yet you have brought me. You have brought up my life. From the pit, O oh Lord my God. When my soul fainted within me, I remembered the Lord. And my prayer went up to you into your holy temple. Those who regard worthless idols forsake their own mercy but I will sacrifice to you with the voice of thanksgiving. I will pay what I have vowed. Salvation is of the Lord. Salvation is of the Lord. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah onto dry land. So the Lord spoke to the fish. And it vomited Jonah on to dry land. You may be seated. Let us look to the Lord. Gracious Lord and Heavenly Father, God, we thank you for this, the preaching hour. Lord, we would ask that you clear all of our hearts, clear our minds, and clear our souls, that we might be receptive to receiving a word from you this morning, Lord. Lord, consecrate me now to thy service, Lord, by the power of grace divine. Let my soul look up with a steadfast hope, and my will, Lord, be lost in thine. Amen, amen, amen. My brothers and my sisters, this morning we are lifting up verses 1 and 10 from the New King James Version. Then Jonah prayed to the Lord his God from the fish's belly. Verse 10. So the Lord spoke to the fish, and it vomited Jonah on to dry land, if you will, my brothers and my sisters, meditate with me this morning upon the theme as we heard in our New Testament Let this morning, meditate with me upon the theme more than conquerors, more. Than conquerors. I think we're all familiar with the story of Jonah, but let's uh, let, let's recap just for uh, uh, just to refresh our memories. The Book of Jonah is a very short book uh, in the Hebrew Testament, the Old Testament. It only contains four chapters, which we can go through rather quickly, but. The most common theme of the book of Jonah is that of God's mercy and God's forgiveness. The most common theme throughout the four chapters of the book of Jonah is that of God's mercy and God's forgiveness. Let's start this morning with some background on Jonah and Nineveh, which is where Jonah was headed, or where Jonah was instructed to head. Jonah is a Hebrew man, which means he was Jewish. Now, that's important to know. As a Hebrew, Jonah despised the Ninevites. Jonah despised the Ninevites, who were Gentiles. Not only did Jonah despise the Ninevites, Jonah's people despised the Ninevites, also important. And as such, Israel and Nineveh were bitter enemies. Jonah wanted to see Nineveh destroyed. He wanted nothing to do with Nineveh or the Ninevites. Nothing. Who, my brothers and my sisters, who are the folks in your life that you want nothing to do with? Nineveh, Nineveh, the city of Nineveh was a flourishing capital of the Assyrian Empire. They were prosperous. The city contained more than 120,000 citizens, which was huge in that era. That was almost like being Philadelphia. In Nineveh, they had lavish homes. In Nineveh, they had lavish palaces. In Nineveh, they lived a life of luxury. In Nineveh... They had a strong, robust economy. And ultimately, ultimately, God destroys Nineveh for its pride. For their pride. There's that word again, my brothers and my sisters, pride. We've discussed pride in the last several sermons, specifically last week. Uh, but but, but Nineveh, Nineveh was ignorant to the differences between right and wrong. Yet, They found themselves prideful. They found themselves prideful because they had lavish homes, because they had lavish palaces, because they lived a life of luxury, because they had a robust and sound economy. They did not expect, they did not expect that they were about to be destroyed. God instructs Jonah to go to preach the destruction of of Nineveh in chapter 1. God again instructs Jonah to go to Nineveh and preach their destruction. But... Instead, 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 because of his hatred for Nineveh, instead, Jonah decides he'd rather die before he preaches repentance to the Ninevites. Jonah would rather die first before he obeys the command of God in which he was told to go to Nineveh and preach to them of their destruction. Who here this morning would rather lay down their life first before they obey what God has commanded you to do, just like Jonah? Who do you hate in your life that badly as Jonah hated the Ninevites? Who do you hate that badly that you cannot, will not, absolutely refuse to do what God has already instructed you to do? Instead, instead of Jonah being obedient, and going to to Nineveh to preach to them of their destruction, Jonah runs away to Joppa to take a ship that goes to Tarshish, which, by the way, was 800 miles away from Nineveh. Jonah wanted to get away. He didn't want to just go around the corner. He wanted out. He ran away 800 miles from his assignment. Who here this morning is running from their assignment? Who here this morning has run from their assignment? And you're running and you're running and you're running. As if God can't see you. As if God can't find you. Who here this morning is running While, while, while on the ship, while on the ship, while hiding from the presence of God, God fervently stirs the sea and Jonah goes below deck and goes to sleep. What does that tell you, my brothers and my sisters? Has anybody ever been able to just go to sleep when they found themselves in a tribulation in some tribulation when they found themselves in some type of storm who has been able to just go to sleep You see Jonah had no fear Jonah was not the least bit afraid of God. Jonah was not the least bit afraid of the consequences for running away from God. However... Even though Jonah didn't have any fear of God, even though Jonah didn't have any fear of the consequences for running away from God, the shipmates, those gentlemen on the ship, the captain of the ship, were terrified. They began praying to their gods, little G, but to no avail, even after, over, even after throwing all their cargo overboard. I can imagine their fear. even after throwing all of their cargo overboard the seas did not settle down they they were terrified for their lives they go below deck and they wake jonah and Jonah explains to them what's happening. And Jonah, after he explains to them what's happening, he asks them to throw him overboard. Remember that Jonah would rather die than to go see the Ninevites, than to go to, to, to Nineveh that Nineveh might be spared. The captain and those, those, those shipmates obliged Jonah and the seas begin to calm down. God's grace and God's mercy. After they throw Jonah overboard, the seas calm down. After being thrown overboard, Jonah is consumed by a great fish. And my brothers and my sisters please whatever you do whatever you do do not confuse a great fish with a fa- with a whale the bible does not refer to it as a whale the bible does not refer to it or call it a whale although some modern translations of the word of the bible of our basic instructions before leaving the earth although some translations do call it a whale it was not called a whale it is not a whale and in this point alone has caused great consternation in many circles, both theological and secular. What type of fish it was really is irrelevant, it really is. It's a distraction. That whole conversation and discussion is a distraction but I needed to bring that point up with for you this morning so that we're all on the same page so that someone here this morning does not miss out on their blessing because in their minds they're wondering well how in the world could a human size, a man-sized human fit in the belly of a whale that's the point that I'm trying to make here why I bring that point up to you don't let that be a distraction so Jonah, Jonah is in the belly of the fish for three days and three nights. He prays to God and we find ourselves here today in verse 10. And the Lord commanded the fish and the fish vomited Jonah out onto dry land. Let's go on to verse 1 in chapter 3. And the Lord commanded the fish, no, no, no. chapter 3, verse 1, come on forever, chapter 3, verse 1, then the word of the Lord, chapter 3, verse 1, then the word of the Lord, came to Jonah a second time then the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time because God's not just going to give up right away the word of the Lord came to Jonah a second time the word of the Lord came to Jonah for a second time go to the great city of Nineveh and proclaim to it the message I have given you Go to the great city of Nineveh and give the message that I am proclaiming the message that I have given you, said God to Jonah for the second time. God's grace, God's mercy, getting the favor we do not deserve and not getting the punishment that we do deserve. God's grace, And God's mercy, for we are all more than conquerors. How many of us, how many of us, how many of us this morning, how many of us can remember as children our mothers telling us to do something and we took our time or we acted like we weren't going to do it. And we were told what? I bet you all can requote it. We were told what? Boy, girl, don't make me have to tell you again. How many of us can remember telling our children, boy, girl, don't make me have to tell you again? I can imagine God, I can imagine God, I can imagine God put Jonah through two Trials. Two trials. The ship and then being in the belly of the fish. I can imagine God telling Jonah after he prayed. I can imagine telling jo- God telling Jonah after he was spit out of the belly of the great fish. I can imagine God telling him, boy, don't let me have to tell you Again, throughout, 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 throughout the entire story of Jonah, God demonstrates His mercy. God demonstrates He for His forgiveness, even to the disobedient, even to those He had no covenant with—the Ninevites, the Ninevites. My brothers and my sisters, you see, at this time in history, the covenant was the only, the covenant was only with Israel. It was not with the Gentiles. Yet God wanted to show his mercy and his forgiveness to even them. To even them. God wanted to spare them the punishment that they deserved. God wanted to spare them from the punishment that they truly and indeed did deserve. Fortunately, my brothers and my sisters, fortunately for us today, God has given us an advocate with the Father, an advocate in Jesus the Christ, for we are all more than conquerors. In chapter 1, in chapter 1, we see the commission go to the great city Nineveh and preach against it. What is it? What is it that God has told you to do? What is it that why is it that we are not doing what God told us to do? Fear, anger, frustration insecurity judgment people are going to laugh at me people are going to judge me I don't want to do that why do I have to do that how am I going to do that what is it that God has told you to do my brothers and sisters go help a single mother go give blankets to the homeless go feed the homeless Go give some food to those drug addicts lying out on the street. Go help that woman who just became a widow and has those four young children to care for now by herself. Go teach that Sunday school class. Go teach that Bible study class. Go teach that vacation Bible school. Give that guy standing at the intersection a couple of dollars. How about go help that little senior citizen getting off the bus with her groceries? I can imagine, I can imagine, I can imagine that there's someone here this morning who finds themselves at this very point, who finds themselves at this very point that Jonah found himself in when God told him to go to Nineveh and to preach against it. We always want to pray, pass me not, O gentle Savior, hear my humble cry. But how many of us are doing what God told us to do, and yet he still spares us the punishment that we so deserve, you see, because we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. God uses the people on the earth to get his will done in the earth because we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Moving on, moving on, moving on, moving on, we see Jonah in defiance. Jonah directly defies God by running to Joppa, by getting in a ship going to Tarshish that is 800 miles away from where he's supposed to be and he isn't even the least bit concerned which is why he's able to sleep in the ship in the midst of a storm. Jordan's hatred for Nineveh is so great that he is able to just go to sleep. He had no regard He had no regard for those who were helping him. He had no regard for those whose lives are about to be wiped out both on the ship and in Nineveh just because he doesn't want to do what God had commissioned him to do. Yet God. Yet God. Yet God. God spares the lives of Jonah's shipmates in the midst of Jonah's rebellion. Yet God spares the lives of the shipmates and they weren't even praying for him to help them. That's God's mercy. If God can do that for them, what do you think God can do for you? Even in the midst of your own rebellion, even Jonah's shipmates recognized that God's sovereignty when they learned who Jonah's God was. How many of us? How many of us around, oh my God, thank you, Jesus. How many around you will recognize God's sovereignty by just being around you? God, you see, God wasn't done with Jonah. God wasn't done with Jonah. And just like God wasn't done with Jonah, just like God was not done with Jonah, God is not done with Jonah. As we move through the story, God's not done with you. As we move through the story, we get to the part that everybody seems to be familiar with. After being thrown overboard, Jonah finds himself in the belly of a great fish. How many of you, how many of us, how many of us have found ourselves on occasion in the belly of a great fish? Some of us are in the belly of this great fish right now and we don't even know it because we have become so accustomed. We have become so, We. oh my God, because we have so, oh thank you Jesus we have become so accustomed that we have normalized our predicaments. We have normalized our human condition that we think, that we think is supposed to be, or that we think That this is how things are supposed to be. But my beloved, my brothers and my sisters, I need you to understand, I need you to understand that we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors. You know, I don't know how many of you have ever heard this testimony of mine. But I ran from my calling. I ran from my calling to preach, just like Jonah ran from his some 20-plus years ago. And during that time, nothing I did that I wanted to do ever had any measure of success. Never. Things just continued to decline, and they got worse and worse. I lost twins, lost a roof over my head twice, lost a couple of jobs, lost to help me. Sometimes I didn't even know how I was going to eat, and yet... With each loss, I found myself sinking deeper and deeper and deeper into a state that I had normalized when in reality, when in reality as a Christian, there was nothing normal about the state in which I found myself, about the state in which my family found me. There was nothing normal about it, but God, but God, but God, And as I laid up in a hospital bed, about to check into the upper room, when God spoke to me and said, But God, but God, I was in my Jonah place. How many of you were in your Jonah place? I was in my Jonah place. I was in the belly of the great fish because I had refused to accept the calling on my life. I had refused to be obedient to the Lord, yet I was saved. Jonah prayed. He prayed before he found himself in the belly of the great fish to keep. Oh my God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Y'all need to pay attention to this. Jonah prayed. He prayed before, before he found himself in the belly of the great fish to keep from drowning. I I don't think y'all got that. Jonah prayed before he found himself in the belly of the great fish because he was about to drown. God used the fish to save Jonah's life because Jonah was about to drown. And Jonah had enough sense to understand to realize that he was in the position that he was in because he didn't do what God had told him to do. And as a result, he also understood that 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 that, that God could also get him out of the position in which he found himself, which was rebellion. He knew that if he prayed to God about the condition in which he found himself, that God would answer. How many of you this morning? How many of us this morning? Ah, I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. I'm going to leave it right there. Jonah prayed before he found himself in the belly of the fish because he was getting ready to drown. He prayed while he was in the belly of the fish. How many of you this morning find yourself in the belly of the fish? And as soon as I said yes to the Lord, God commanded the fish, God commanded the fish, and the fish vomited me out of the belly or to dry land, just onto to dry land, just like Jonah found himself being vomited from the belly of the great fish or to dry land. God. Because we are more than conquerors. How many, my brothers and my sisters, how many of you can call recall being in a Jonah place and and what you got out of being in your Jonah place? We finally see, as I come to a close, we finally see Jonah in chapter two coming to the reality that there was just no escaping. There was no escaping God. Realizing what God had done for him. Realizing what God had done for him and coming to the acceptance of his call to go to Nineveh and to preach against the city and being thankful. And being thankful. And the Lord commanded the fish and it vomited Jonah out onto dry land. We can all be more than conquerors. Sometimes we have to do those things God has called us to do. Even if it makes us uncomfortable, we are more than conquerors. Sometimes we have to do those things that God has called us to do, even if we don't want to do them because we are more than conquerors. Sometimes we have to do the things that God has called us to do even if it may make us look foolish. Remember, Noah? Hallelujah, because we are more than conquerors. We are more than conquerors through him who loves us. For I am convinced that neither death nor high, neither death nor life, nor angels or demons, nor, hallelujah, nor the present, nor the future, not any powers, neither, oh, hallelujah, thank you. Jesus shall separate us. Nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. Of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord we are more than conquerors we are more than conquerors we are more than conquerors there is nothing that can separate us from the love of God there's a great song of the church there's a great song of the church that goes something like this oh Lord my God When I, in awesome wonder, consider all the worlds thy hands have made, I see the stars, I hear the rolling thunder, the power throughout the universe displayed. Then sings my soul, my Savior God to thee, how great thou art, how great thou art, How great thou art. Then sings my soul, my Savior God, to thee. How great, how great, how great, how great thou art. Beloved, my brothers and my sisters, I'm here to remind you this morning, through this Jonah story, that we are more than conquerors. Say it with me. We are more than conquerors. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We are more than conquerors. Oh. you. Thank you for joining us today, and I pray that you can join this podcast. A special thanks goes out to those of you who give generously to this ministry. It's because of you that this ministry is possible. Also, thank you to those of you who are a part of Open Door Sanctuary, whether you support us financially, serve with us, or you just share these messages. It's because of all of you that we are able to reach people around the world. If you've enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends and family. Again, we thank you for listening. Now go out and live victoriously.